Well, this is definitely one for the history books. Uh, the uh, election was already shipping up to be pretty interesting, but it's been pushed way into the balcony uh, by uh, the arrival of the uh, novel coronavirus and uh, the COVID-19 disease it brings with us. Hi, Clark Dotley, News Director at Center 95, uh, host of 2020 Vision Ohio. Uh, happy to have you with us again. Uh, and uh, talking this morning about um, the dire uh, economic consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Ohio is uh, one of the top three states to have been hit hard economically by the fallout. Of course, we talk about business closings and layoffs um, and uh, other things that have basically sent uh, 1.4 million Ohioans who are still on the unemployment lines. Uh, This is uh, something that the U.S. and indeed the world has not seen in a long time. The unemployment figures nationwide are being compared to the Great Depression. The jobless uh, figures, the the rapidity in which the uh, number of workers dropped being compared to the end of World War II when uh, the economy demobilized at the end of uh, that conflict. So we're seeing something we haven't seen in something like 70 years, and unfortunately, Ohio is taking the brunt of it. So we're going to talk this morning with Mark LoCastro. Mark is uh, with SmartAsset.com. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, What's name you, Clark? I'm doing fine. I have escaped the germ uh, and uh, been able to uh, keep working through the whole thing. So I think that makes me one of the lucky ones. Very nice. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tell me a little bit about Ohio and how we have fared during this pandemic. Um, I think it would, you know, I think I was surprised to see Ohio had fared as badly as it did. It seemed bad here close up. But now I look back at it from your point of view, and it really was bad. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. I mean, Ohio ranks as the states where residents are financially hurting the most. They actually came in, as you said, third highest, which uh, you know ranks in the bottom half of the state across all six, six metrics that we considered. So unemployment and food insufficiency in Ohio have been high in recent months, according to the BLS and census data. And the unemployment rate for April 2020 was 16.8%, which is the sixth highest of all 50 states. And, you know, just before we get into any more details on the study, you know, I just want to highlight that at Smart Asset, our mission is to help people make smart personal finance decisions. So we use data to power our tools, which helps to answer questions like how much house can I afford? How much money should I save for retirement? you know, which local financial advisor is best suited for my needs. But we also use data to produce interesting studies like this one to get people thinking and talking about their financial goals and intentional ways to reach them, especially because the coronavirus pandemic is impacting almost everyone's ability to properly manage expenses and save for the future. That 16.8% unemployment rate in April uh, was the highest that Ohio has ever experienced, at least as far as it's as long as it's been keeping records, uh, modern day records, as far back as 1972. So we're dealing with an unprecedented economic impact. Uh, not even the early uh, late 70s, early 80s was this bad. Um, and yet Ohio, before the pandemic, had a pretty reasonable unemployment rate. It was looking pretty good here. Um, have other states experienced the same thing where they just went from the penthouse to the outhouse almost overnight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone, every state is is experiencing, you know, the pandemic in and of the same. You know, a lot of people in the, um, you know, food and, and restaurant hospitality industries are getting hit 
really hard. And, and for Ohio in particularly, you know, we looked at the difference in unemployment rate from February 2020 to April 2020, and it was up 12.7 percentage points since then, which is the ninth highest increase nationwide. And, you know, there's been jumps across, across the entire country. And uh, coming in at number one is actually Louisiana. The second one is Michigan, and the third, and the third is Ohio. Um, you know, for, for Louisiana in particular, they have, um, you know, the third highest poverty, poverty rate in the nation. It's close to 16% of adults in Louisiana. They did not have enough food or water in the course, course of a week. And Louisiana had the 12th highest percentage of residents, almost at 30%, that report that they either missed last month's rent or mortgage payment or were not confident that they can make next month's payment on time. So, um, overall, this is, of course, hurting people's wallet and hurting people's everyday uh, expenses or the ability to live. And, you know, we like to say that personal finance is personal, and, and this is hitting people on a, on a personal level as well. And we're going to talk about that before we let you go, about maybe how to handle the what we would call, I guess, the return to normal, uh, you know, whether it's a stimulus check or uh, you know continuing unemployment, or whether you're just maybe changing jobs or or going back to your your old job. How do you get through this and and smooth over some of the damage? But um, before we leave this topic, um, one of the things that stood out in your report about Ohio was food insufficiency, and that has been a problem in our state, uh, kind of perennially. It's it's kind of a long long standing situation that I think a lot of people in Ohio don't realize that there are a lot of Ohioans who are going hungry. Um, can you tell how much worse it got uh, between uh, the time before the pandemic began and now? You know, our data actually looked at um, the survey that was conducted by the BLS from May 14th to 19th, 2020, and, and that's the percentage of adults in households where there was either sometimes or often not enough to eat in the last seven days. So the figure for Ohio was 12.8%, which is the fifth highest in the nation uh, during that period. Unfortunately, our data does not go before that, so we just have the current data that, that we're reporting off of. What other metrics did you measure that, in uh, your mind, as far as Ohio's concerned, kind of stood out as being contributing factors to us ranking so low overall? Yeah, well, definitely, you know, the percentage of adults experiencing recent food insufficiency is the, is the highest metric for Ohio overall at the fifth highest. But right under that is the April 2020 in unemployment rate. At 16.8%, um, and these are the most recent figures that, that we had at the time of writing this article, you know, that's really high. Again, sixth highest in the nation. So that's definitely, um, you know, impacting where Ohio lands overall at, at third. But also the, the um, an increase in unemployment during COVID. So this is the percent point, percentage points difference between February 2020 and April 2020. And the jump was 12.7%, which is the ninth highest. So if you factor just these three metrics all together, those are uh, definitely, uh, you know, weighing Ohio coming in um, at third overall in the country. Uh, It it seems to me it's kind of an economic... 
I don't know why I don't say it a cliche, but it's certainly something you hear a lot about. It, is that you lose jobs, you know, uh, in large numbers quickly, but you bring them back very slowly. That seems to be what's happening with our uh, recovery as businesses reopen and, and employers rehire. Um, do you see that happening elsewhere as well? That uh, whereas these jobs were lost in two months, it's going to take a lot more than that to bring them all back. Yeah, I was reading, you know, a certain number of reports saying that, you know. Um, you know, return to jobs, return to normalcy may not happen for another year, another two years into 2021, even into 2022. And I think the fact of the matter is that, you know, there's a lot of speculation out there. No one really knows what's going to happen because no one has really been through a pandemic like, like this before. I mean, this is a, a you know 100 year situation. And um, and here we are all, all experiencing it for the first time. So, um, yeah, I mean, because of the social distancing mandates, of course, all of the people in the food, hospitality, and service industries, and you know, those were impacted the most. But then, you know, it just trickles on to every other industry. People are staying home; they're not spending, they're not buying as much, um, and and therefore, people's jobs are at risk. And a lot of people have have faced unemployment. And as you saw the reports there, those unemployment numbers are sky high. Now that the country is beginning to reopen. Slowly but surely, the jobs should come back. However, the rate at which the jobs are going to come back, that's the unknown factor that, that we're still trying to gauge. Mark Lucastro, spokesman for SmartAsset.com. Uh, a lot of those uh, employees that you just mentioned, those uh, economic sectors, uh, those are low-paid workers to begin with. Uh, in fact, we heard many stories of how some of them, thanks to the $600 a week extra that the uh, Federal CARES Act was pointing toward unemployment, and were doing better on unemployment than they'd been doing on their old jobs. Uh, that's not going to last forever. That's going to expire. Um, but those people already uh, were, in many cases, struggling to get by or having a hard time meeting uh, ends. So now, you know, as they maybe even go back to their old jobs, do you think they're also going to still experience some difficulty making ends meet and they've got some ground to make up because, you know, like you say, they they have been, you know, having a hard time making rent, hard time making their mortgage payments. They may have worked something out with their landlord or their mortgage company, but now it's time to get back to normal. And so they are faced with having to hit the gas a little bit on their economy or in their personal finances, and there may not be a lot of gas in the tank. Yeah, yeah, Clark, that, that, that's also a good point. So one of the, the data points that we looked at here was the, the unemployment replacement rate under the CARES Act. So for Ohio, you're at the 17th lowest at 136%. Now, I, I know that sounds high, but the unemployment replacement rate for New Mexico, for example, is at 167%. So pretty much what this means is the average worker's salary is more than 100% due to the additional $600 weekly benefit provided under the Federal CARES Act. So, um, so overall for Ohio, that's 17th lowest. And, and yeah, I mean, the government is trying to stimulate the economy by giving money directly to, to people in a certain uh, tax bracket, in a certain um, you know, income bracket. And the hope is that people can use this money for their rent, for their mortgage, for their food, for any uh, necessities that, that they need to live. Now, the key here is for these for people, um, you know, getting unemployment to get them back in the in the office, getting back in the workforce, and and that 
will definitely stimulate the, the economy because the more people that have a regular income, a regular check, they're going back to normal life. Therefore, they're going back to normal spending. And once that happens, the economy should get back on its feet. But that's the process that we're going through now. And it's definitely a slower process. I mean, the, the, you know, the job loss was pretty, pretty fast, pretty severe. And, you know, the economic and, and worker recovery should be um, hopefully steadily increasing over time. But, um, you know, that, that return to normal may take a little longer than, than, than people um, had expected. Uh, so when it comes to financial advice for the uh, the person and the average person, the average family, uh, of speaking from the point of view of smartasset.com, what advice would you give people who are in that situation where they are now you know, maybe getting back to work, um, they, you know, the money's coming back in again from their employer, things are getting back to normal, but they um, are still dealing with the challenges of uh, you know maybe having to dig themselves out of a hole a little bit or you know make up for some lost ground. What would you recommend that we we do um, to help ourselves get back to normal a little more quickly or a little more smoothly? The best thing you can do to you know, understand where you are in a personal finance situation is to know your numbers. So when I say know your numbers, you have to keep budget top of mind. You have to know what is your income and what are the outgoing expenses. Now, for the outgoing expenses, you actually have to you know, weigh like what is a necessity versus what's a want, like paying your rent, get going food shopping. So understanding what you have to spend money on and what you may want to put off to a later date is very, very important. And and once you have that number in mind of how much money you need, you and your family need to live on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, then you can really understand, you know, where your finances really need to go. Um, for example. If you have a car and you need to use your car to get to work, you better believe that that you know, monthly payment is pretty high on that list of a necessity because without your car, you can't get to work. And if you can't get to work, you can't get your income. So I think budgeting is very expensive. Um, budgeting is very important to understand your expenses. And you, know, you really at this time have to cut back on anything discretionary and you have to increase your savings rate. I know it's really tough to say now, but if you can boost your emergency savings account, that is probably one of the best things you can do to be a bit more financially secure as people are weathering this financial situation. Um, actually, in April, uh, October 2019, an AARP study found that 53% of all U.S. households do not have an emergency savings account. And emergency savings account is actually six well, three to six months worth of expenses saved up. So if you don't have a rainy day fund in the house, you better know now it's pouring. <laughs> so it, you might want to prepare for the next one, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, you got that right. I mean, um, it's a really tough thing to do, but if, if you can sock any, any bit of money away now and just build up that savings account over time, hopefully that will lead up to three to six months worth of uh, a rainy day fund. Smartasset.com. Lots of good financial advice from them. As Mark said earlier, they'll help you find a financial advisor here in Central Ohio um, to maybe give you some good advice as well. Mark Locastro, appreciate the uh, help, and uh, thanks for the advice. Thanks for having me on, Clark.
Well, if you enjoy what you hear on 2020 Vision Ohio, don't forget to share it with your friends. Let them know about it, especially your uh, political friends, uh, those who like to stay plugged in, because uh, we're going to be talking about that election as it gets closer and closer. But in the meantime, rate, review, and uh, subscribe to our uh, podcast on your favorite app or free on the Sunday 95 app. I'm Clark Donnelly, and we will see you next time. 